0: So I'll uh, try to stand for most of it and take a sit down when I need a break. Uh, shortness of breath is my only major symptom of pregnancy lately. So this is um, um, some of the very recent data coming off of a study that's uh, towards the tail end of it. So I thank Bill for all of his work in the recent months. And there's a lot of data slides. And we still haven't put a lot of thought into it. So your, um, your feedback would be much appreciated as we start drafting the, the papers from a lot of the survey responses that we're getting in and starting to analyze now. So I won't um, belabor this point because this is in so many other people's slides, but since the era of personal genomics is upon us, both within the clinic, as well as through the model of direct-to-consumer testing and providing consumers access to the results, our knowledge about how the public and or patient-slash-consumer could understand this information. Do they comprehend what they're receiving? Do they understand the limitations of it? And then can they use it to improve their outcomes, whatever it may be, um, is still in great debate. Lots of factors can go into um, affecting or influencing comprehension and behavior, literacy, their personal interests, what drives them to seek that information their own perceived risk perception, Um, does getting the information actually change that, Um, their perceived causes of a disease, their perceived self-efficacy, and and so forth. For this study, we're primarily interested in the first one, that is the issue of literacy, both health literacy and genetic literacy. So really, really broadly defined, health literacy is, is a constellation of skills, that includes the ability to perform basic reading and numerical tasks required to function in the healthcare system or environment. Again, lots of factors can affect this. The quantity and quality of the person's interaction with the healthcare system, their own educational status, their understanding of social and cultural context of, of medicine. There's been a number of studies um, that have been published. Um, this is a Estimate from an Institute of Medicine study a few years ago that about 100 million Americans are at a below basic level of fundamental literacy, which means they have significant difficulty with understanding pros, charts, forms, t- typical things you'd see in, in a patient um, doctor encounter and, and performing simple quantitative operations such as understanding a drug label and when to take your pills. So that really leads into what's known as functional health literacy, and that's the ability to read, comprehend, and use the health information, drug labels, insurance forms, instructions, any kind of health-oriented materials. So one can have a high level of health literacy, but not be able to really functionally uh, comprehend and use that information. Particularly in genetics, but with all types of medical information, numeracy is very important. Uh, People's numeracy skills have been associated with Worst perceived self-efficacy, self-management behaviors, low functional health literacy. If you can't compute when you're supposed to take the drug, if you're supposed to take it three times a day and you last took it at 2 o'clock, these are some basic functions that are really going to stymie a great proportion of the American population. So there have been a number of studies that have looked at individuals who have compromised health literacy on their health outcomes poor health status, increased hospitalizations, and ultimately higher health care costs. For us, we were interested in understanding the impact of health literacy on the ability of individuals to understand and utilize specifically genomic risk information for preventive health purposes. And this has been a field that's been largely unexplored. There have been a few studies that have looked at. If I um, present a hypothetical case study and I tell you you're at risk for a certain disease, do you actually understand what I mean when I'm telling you this? And can you recall that number and, and tell me what it means? And so forth. But for our study, we actually wanted them to undergo the testing process and then talk give us some feedback about what they understood from their their actual test report. With respect to genetic literacy, this is sort of ambiguously defined. It can refer to one's knowledge and appreciation of basic genetic and now genomic principles as they inform personal decision making um, and underlie effective participation in in public debates about genetic or genomic issues. There's um, extremely strong public support uh, for biotechnology and specifically for genetics and for genetic testing. However, the public's genetic literacy level, do they really understand some of the basic concepts and principles of genetics and inheritance, uh, appears to be averaged to below average. However, this is really based on a lot of European studies. There haven't been uh, many, um, if at all, uh, American studies or studies on American populations. But they do appear to um, mirror health literacy levels in that they're, they're both low. So with that as a background, we were very interested in understanding the significance of both health and genetic literacy on a person's ability to understand genomic risk information and then subsequently their behavior. In particular, it's unclear whether you actually need some kind of a baseline or fundamental knowledge of genetics and its principles to to understand what's on that test report that you're getting back from a company or from a genetic counselor or other experts? And is that necessary to actually motivate adoption of healthy behaviors linked to um, that person's genetic disease risk? So we began a clinic, uh, clinical, clinical study to look at those two factors, as well as to look at the method of delivery. So in this era of direct-to-consumer testing, one can access their test results directly online, um, usually with just a password, without talking to anyone. The other more traditional method is to actually go see a genetics expert or a physician who has some training in genetics to understand what their genetic test results um, indicated. And so we did both arms. So we looked not only at the literacy levels of these individuals, we also looked at does it matter how a person receives their genetic test result, whether it's communicated via online or um, through a uh, trained uh, genetic counselor. So beginning last summer, we launched a um, study in the local community. And we tried to advertise as widely as possible to get as diverse population as we could. The traditional newspapers, flyers on Duke. We put posters on some of the buses. Uh, Perhaps you've seen them. We had online ads on Craigslist. We put it online as well as on Duke Health to get get off campus as, as much as possible. You had to be at least 18. You had to be English-speaking. You had to have access to the internet, since one of the study arms was that you would access <coughs> your results online if you were randomized to that. And you, you, didn't, um, you couldn't have a personal history of, of uh, type 2 diabetes, or you couldn't have had a genetic test already to enroll in the study. So this is a, um, a detailed diagram of our um, study design. And um, we'll talk about the pretest and the, and the genetic testing phase primarily today. We um, had people respond to the ad uh, by calling up the coordinator. Then they, went, uh, they underwent a screening process um, to determine whether they had to have just more than internet access. They had to have some familiarity with um, the internet. So we asked them to name a number of uh, websites that they used to give us a sense that they truly were familiar with the access and could get online to access the results. We enrolled 300, and then we, um, they uh, underwent genetic testing through decode genetics um, with a buccal swab sample. And then they were randomized to receive the results, either via genetic counselor or um, provided their password to access the results online. So um, at enrollment, we did enrollment here. And we actually went off campus to meet them if they couldn't come here in public libraries, hotel conference rooms. Got their consent. They completed a series of baseline surveys. We provided them some materials from NHGRI, from a number of diabetes groups, and we collected the DNA sample. So this um, in the baseline survey, we looked at three things, primarily health and genetic literacy, um, attitudes um, towards genetic testing, and perceived knowledge, which is uh, sort of in between the genetic literacy and attitudes. For the, um, for the health literacy, there's um, really two validated, well-used measurements. One is a short test of functional health literacy in adults, and the other one is, uh, blanking on it already. Um, we use this one, we use, and then we had 40 questions that pertains to a factual knowledge about genes, chromosomes, cells, and inheritance. One that looked at perceived knowledge of medical uses, how much do you know about X, Y, and Z? And then we had um, an attitude survey. Um, Do you think these basically, do you think this is a good thing, genetic testing for certain purposes? Um, Would you undergo a test for a disease that had no treatment, et cetera, to get some uh, inkling about their uh, interests and attitudes? So if you haven't seen a health literacy survey, here's a sample question. There's two. This one is from the prose section of it. In the following sentences, there are blanks where words are missing. Select the word which best fits in the sentence from one of the four options below. And hopefully it's obvious that there only excuse me one word fits in that blank. From the numerical section, you actually have an appointment card that you look at, and you're asked to indicate what the date of your appointment is and um, the time. So um, just to give you an inkling about our demographics, um, most of them were women, 70% of the 300 um, population study population. Most of them were white, 60%, but we um, we did get a good sampling of African Americans, 30%. Most of them were on the young side, between the ages of 18 and 29. Most of them were um, educated, bachelor's degree and higher. It should not be surprising for this reason. We really um, surpass all the uh, national or state and, and local standards of, uh, of education in Durham. Um, <clears throat> the estimates are 40% of a bachelor's degree. We're at 65% here. If you look at the statewide, it's about 24% have a bachelor's degree. And then if you look at national, it's about 23%. So we really um, were off the charts on that, which means we need to do a follow-up study with a little bit broader uh, diversity in education. And most of them were um, making a pretty good income. So with respect to the health literacy scores, given the high level of education, it's no surprise that we were off the charts then with respect to health literacy. We ranged from 40 to 100. However, the mean was 97.3. When the health literacy scores are classified, as three groupings, inadequate, marginal, and inadequate. uh, We had one person that fell within the inadequate um, range, and and everyone else basically got a near-perfect score. So to evaluate whether the scores differed with regard to certain social, economic, or demographic factors, we did a univariate and multivariate test. Uh, In line with a lot of the other published data, we did find differences with respect to health literacy scores in uh, racial groups and education, not surprisingly. And here's just another one, or just another depiction of the health literacy with respect to race. so African-Americans and whites, um, or we did, I guess it was white versus uh, non-white. So the genetic literacy was a 16-point questionnaire. And really, it was divided into questions pertaining to genetic principles, um, facts. Um, A gene is a piece of DNA, for example. And then the other part, which was five questions related to more uh, concepts related to inheritance, um, carrier status. Do you understand what it means if a parent has a carrier? What's your risk of a child being a carrier, and so forth? Um, for the most part, uh, our population, once again, did pretty well. There were a few questions that were a little bit tricky, and I can understand why. Particularly, The genotype is not susceptible to human intervention. If we had a really, really, really savvy group, they might say gene therapy, um, yes, could modify one's genotype, and perhaps that's why everyone got the question wrong, but that wasn't, um, that wasn't the intent, so maybe it was just a bad question. The second one they didn't know about was the, really the, the number of genes, but... For the inheritance stuff, they they knew um, most of the questions pretty well. Um, There was a significant difference between their knowledge related to scientific facts compared to their knowledge of um, the medical disease-related facts. This same survey has been done in a number of European populations, which I mentioned before. And just for comparison's sake, here's two studies that were done just a few years ago and, and over 10 years ago. But you could see our scores compared to, these um, two other studies' uh, scores. So we, uh, again, have excelled in our knowledge of uh, genetics, at least from this um, one very simple true-false test of scientific concepts and principles related to inheritance, and um, almost doubling um, some of the scores from other published uh, reports. So we ran the same types of analyses with respect to looking at a number of demographic factors um, that may have been related to um, genetic literacy scores. And we found that race, once again, also was correlated, as well as education, Mm -hmm. and this time um, age. There were no pairwise interactions detected in the multivariate model. So this really is these demographic factors, um, particularly race and education we were looking at, um, are independent. The younger you are, the more. The you are. Well, actually, there was a, a, a decreasing trend with respect to age, I believe. It's not very linear. Yeah. Just overall, it kind of changed by age bands. So it's not only, it, it wasn't, a, it was just looking for any change across the uh, decimals. And again, here's the same graphic with respect to genetic literacy and uh, the racial groups. So with respect, we asked um, participants, um, please indicate how much you know about certain topics. Um, some of them are related to more research. Some of them were more clinical associated. And we just asked them to say, you knew nothing about the, the, the issue. You knew a little or a lot. Um, one of them was the significance of DNA testing for my relatives. Um, and then, then we asked, uh, the second part of the survey also included uh, questions regarding social issues or social implications of genetic testing, such as the consequences of DNA testing for my work. Did you, do you know any of that? Do you know some? A little, a lot, and so forth. So that was an 11-item survey, here are the uh, responses, a lot, a little, none. So if you just look at, so we have the top, which is more the medical possibilities and uses of genetic testing. Uh, it was about uh, 79%, if you uh, combine these two, you knew a little or a lot about the medical possibilities. So significantly lower about social consequences. So that there is a great deal of awareness, apparently, about how you use genetic testing or why you would use it and some of the implications. And then with respect to what happens if I do get my results um, to me personally on, on a social social level? Excuse me, the knowledge base was was a bit lower, um, and so if you look at just look at looking at the, the last column of you knew nothing about some of these issues. Forty-five um, percent knew nothing about the consequences of DNA testing for work. Fifty percent knew nothing about the rights of third parties to access DNA. Uh, Test results. So that was um, some of the uh, more interesting findings. I just said that. And lastly, we asked about their interests and their attitudes. Uh, Basically, would you want testing under certain circumstances? Um, What are some things you might be worried about? And so it was, um, it was a Likert scale that was used, uh, asked participants to indicate their level of agreement with certain states.